Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Allison, California and Connecticut. I know. Ugh, an election eve. Here we go. Here we go. Going out with all the folks from the station tonight. Oh my God, that mic. That's so is- fun. You see any of our Connecticut friends down there? I'm just having the mic in front of me, like out of habit, because I don't need it because I'm on this mic right now. So it doesn't. I like. Sorry. It's a, sorry. It's a great story. <laughs> uh, my, it is a good story. My, my uh, camera resolution looks nice. It looks great. Look great. <laughs> it's not my fault. I, you didn't bring a real camera, right? I didn't bring a real camera, and the room is is not. You have to make a choice between lights or equipments. So, oh well, it's fine. My room is nice. Yeah, your room looks nice. It looks great. My room is fine too. It's actually kind of it's kind of it was a pretty room. The kids have trashed it. They got a pizza today. Oh, How that's great. I woke up at five a.m. after two hours of sleep in Boston, and I've been through two different plane flights, uh, three airports, and a rental car. Uh, desk from hell and now I'm here so <laughs> everything's going great good nice how's, to talk to you how's your day been good it's just, it's just been I um, I worked and I got lost on the way home from work then listened to then lie down for you know 40 minutes whatever and then uh, and then uh, that's it that's it I listened to Kirk Minahan a little bit and uh, that's it. Well, today was like, today was action packed at work because you know I had candidates in and and Todd was in and so whatever. But um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just you know, I want the election to be over. <laughs> to be honest, you know, and um and you know whatever happens happens. So you know, like once again that that show in in Connecticut will either be. The, for Wednesday, will it either be fantastic or a nightmare? Seven PM to midnight, eh? You're going to be on the air in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's either going to be depressing or really fun. One of yeah. the two. No, in so between. what's going on? What should we talk about? 
Um, so I didn't hear any of your show. Normally during the day, I like hear you in the next room. So I know what you've kind of covered and you haven't. But um, I was wondering if you got a chance to read that journalist's thread that he wrote. No, uh, I, I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't understand what the importance of it was. Um, so he teaches at Columbia Journalism oh, School. Oh, great. Oh, good. And um, his profile says soon to be senior entertainment editor for Rolling Stone, which I'm not sure what that means. If that's like that, some kind of humor or. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause, I mean, is that good news? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he writes, he writes this thread. What is it going to take for people to realize that the billionaire class does not have their best interest at heart and journalists who for the most part do not get paid much and these days are constantly harassed to check those powerful people are the ones who have their backs. We are on your side all the time. They turn you against us because they want to exploit you. It's not hard to understand. Most people get into journalism because they just want to make things better for people. It's not a money-making enterprise. Prize. God, sanctimonious horseshit that is. Yeah. That's who teaches journalism. That's who's yeah. teaching aspiring journalists. Now, there's no doubt that they feel that they're extremely noble. There's no <laughs> doubt they do. There's, but they're not journalist journalists. I mean, they're, they're, it's a rarity for any of them to be journalist journalists. The journalist journalists are the ones who really are um, afflicting the powerful. But they're not doing it. They're they're elites. Right, exactly. It's people like Turtle Boy who go out there and like mm-hmm. find stuff out and dig into things. People like used to be at the Herald where they would, mm-hmm. you know, go through Boston City Hall records and find things out or state government oh, yeah. records and that almost doesn't exist anymore. It's mostly, you know, people taking stories straight from like campaign oppo people or whatever they press releases things that are opening you know they're not they're not doing any work anymore any like journalism work so it's incredible to me this like idea like by the way we're not doing this for the money we barely make any money we're we're doing it for you when are you going to realize that you're just being exploited to be turned against us we have your backs. We are fighting for you. Like, well, maybe have you tried like talking to literally any of these people that you're supposedly fighting for before you made this into this big thing? Well, right. And also, like, I sh- I'm sure that kid has used the term election denier already. That just shows mm-hmm. it's, it just shows a trace amount of uh, mm-hmm. laziness. So there's no. Well, also, his name is Marlo. So is that isn't Philip Marlo? It was what is Marlo Stern and. He's, oh, he's well, an a-hole, yeah. Obviously. I mean, it's just silly. Like, the whole thing. And the idea that he's the one teaching young people, like, what journalism is and where to go. And he's putting out there this self-important thread that, like, we're fighting for you. We're helping you. Don't worry, Trish. You didn't miss anything. Trish just got here. It's but, funny um, that you're, we're fighting for you stuff. It was the same thing when they were doing it, it, it you know to to try to destroy people during covid to try to fo- to openly have uh hysterical uh fits and tantrums over masks and vaccines and and what the bad man said to do he said to put bleach in us he did so i'm more even hurt than ever and then now to um in the atlantic to beg demand that you forgive them for being completely bitchy during the entire thing it's like whatever man i'm i'm blowing up. i'm just they they're terrible 
They're absolutely. Oh, did you see? Yeah. Oh, speaking of Connecticut, did you see the Channel Twelve guy? No. So listen to this. Listen, this is so good. This is so good. Channel Twelve is one of the. They've got one of the hard-nosed journalists down in Channel mm-hmm. Twelve. So, and and oh, I, gotta, I can't wait. And um, anyway, they um. Hold on, let me. Mark, by the way, says that he can tell you that journalists actually believe that stuff about themselves, which I think it's true. Having met some of them, oh yeah, they think that they're like such heroes and firefighters. Oh, yeah. oh to- believe me, yes. <laughs> so, um, so Channel Twelve News mm-hmm. um, has James Craven of News Twelve. He's a reporter. Now he's one of the reporters who. This is a journalist. Remember. Yeah, when James O'Keefe had the um, uh, had the Greenwich assistant superintendent on, uh, who busted him saying that we don't hire Catholics or old people because they might be conservatives. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, this n- local reporter, James O'Keefe, had a presser to uh, to promote his Project Veritas thing, where the, you could hear the superintendent saying they don't hire conservatives or Catholics uh, right. or old people. You know. Which is illegal. Mm-hmm. This reporter, who's named James Craven of Channel 12 News, grilled O'Keefe, absolutely grilled him, grilled him to try to shoot down O'Keefe, to try to, to um, you know, get him to say he was disreputable, whatever, whatever et cetera. To try to grill him, try to minimize the story, et cetera. This guy named James Craven. Well, guess who then? was at a bar having drinks talking to a Project Veritas reporter just recently, unbeknownst to him. Craven? Correct. O'Keefe puts, <laughs> O'Keefe puts someone on him, which is freaking beautiful. Oh, so here it is. Okay, yeah. Do you guys kind of do that? Like, you kind of take away the dangerous information? Like, you don't want to miss me. I'm trying to find yeah. out where this is going. You don't want to make something seem like a big deal if it's not. I got a story tip the other day that this guy who's running for legislature Sorry. in Connecticut um, illegally voted in, in, like, in a different city three times. Like, on the surface it sounded like oh a big deal right okay well he used to live in this place and he moved for a few months and now he's moving back and maybe he just didn't change his voter registration like i'm not saying like it's not but it's not a big deal right you know and like the like the republicans were like really pushing me hard to get the story on this guy the republicans also love to scream over phone all the time yeah so what do you think about that like, oh, it's non-existent. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, look, they they convincingly proved that this guy voted in the wrong place. Like, their evidence is solid. Um, like, I couldn't argue with their evidence. But I just kept coming back to them like, like I know you think this is a big deal. I was like, okay, well, even if it was intentional, like, is it really that huge of a deal? You hear it? Yeah, pretty well. I'm trying to stop. I don't know where James, where this is playing from anymore because I'm trying to. Okay. And so mm-hmm. so it's his story. So this guy, Craven, who's right down the street from me right now. Yeah. He was fed a story by Republicans about a, a, a candidate running for Congress who has been voting illegally, which is a right. news story. And this guy sat on it. 
and now the election is here. So there's right. your and it's too late now. So right. exactly, and that's what when they're when these people are acting like the um, Iron Dome defense missile system, you know, for candidates who they choose to protect, then they're exactly advocates. They're not aff- uh, afflicting the powerful whatsoever, and that's what they they are doing until. A couple of like late bloomers. Now Daniel Dale, who is looking to keep a gig at CNN, of course, did that big hit—not a hit piece, but the big lie he did review, a big fact check, fact check on on, on right. uh, Joe Biden, right? And of course, discovered that he lies a lot, which like yep. everybody knew because Biden's been around for years, lying for decades. Um, but do you? I mean, like. Don't you think there's like a sense that the media is really turning on Biden right now? Like a few weeks ago, the New York Times wrote a big thing about how he lies all the time. Now, Daniel Dale is writing about how he lies all the time. Like, do you think they don't like losing this badly in the midterms and they're going to try and force him out in some way? Yeah, we talked about this today. You and I, I think. I don't think they're going to try to force him out. But I don't think they not want to out run. of office. But you're going to try. They're going to try and keep him from running. And I think they're going to want to hear him loudly say that he's not going to run. Yeah, well, I mean, to like but, assure everybody and open the field up. It would also just make sense. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Right. I, and and it's seeming like Trump's going to announce next week. See, that's my fear: is that Trump's going to announce and then Biden's going to stay in because that's what like the Biden people say mm-hmm. is that Biden feels that he owes the country to run if it's Trump because he feels he's the only one who can beat Trump. Yeah, and that is um, that's kind of a. Nightmare. I can't do Trump Biden again. I'm going to yeah. just cry alone in my room for the entire election cycle. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, yeah, come on, yeah. Trump. Just you know, just spectating this one, man. For God's sakes. Let's, I, let's just think. I definitely think he's getting in, though. I definitely think. Um, I would love to get Scott Brown on to talk about this soon about if Trump will get in and and how he feels. About Has he Trump's- said anything about it? Uh, I don't. I don't know that he has. So I'm really curious to hear what he thinks. Um, Morgan says it's funny how people keep falling for this Project Veritas thing. And if a hot chick is talking to you and you're a dork reporter, she must be from Project Veritas. That said, I was, if I went to my like, I'm going to this this bar tonight for with some people I work with. Mm-hmm. If a hot chick, I mean, I'm not trying to like get laid. So it so it's that's kind of moot, but. If I was, if I was single, I would tell yeah. a hot girl bar everything she wanted to hear. Absolutely, I would About have a, all your exploits, all your I, secret sources would be leaked. Everything I would absolutely, I would, you know, rela- renounce my citizenship. I would whatever. It doesn't matter. I would. How did they get the? What did they tell the? Remember when they did the Planned Parenthood ones where it was women? Like, what did they tell them? Those couldn't have been like ostensible dates, too, could they? I don't know. Um, I feel like women don't tend to be as idiotic in that particular way. Certainly in other ways, but that particular way, like I, I tend to think that I don't know what they told them, but yeah, they do seem to catch a lot of people this way with like a hot chick reporter or like the gay dude. Remember? I forget what that one was even about. Do you? But remember they caught that gay guy? Like it was it was a date with like, and it was a guy. That was the reporter. And he was bragging about something, but I don't remember what. <laughs> and then he like ran away. Do you remember that video? Yes, yes, what yes. What was yes. that and, one? And O'Keefe ran remember. that right next to him. 
Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was amazing. But yeah, they fall for it over and over. It's yeah. really just incredible. Like, just keep your mouth shut. Seriously. I mean, it's good for us, I guess, that they fall for it all the time. But Oh, it's wonderful. Whatever. Yeah, Morgan says Trump's going to run. Yeah, I definitely think Trump's going to run. So I was talking about this to a relative last night because, I, you know, I have relatives that are like super, super pro-Trump and they're like – they're just not sure about DeSantis. They're 100% Trump all the way, no matter what. And like, I I don't know. I'm not there, but I tried to, uh, I, I mean, like I said what I think. I don't know, uh, people in the chat, are you like 100% for Trump over DeSantis or what? Because I do think there's a bit of a divide because like everyone I see on Twitter, like Matt Walsh, all the, all the different people tweeting like all the twitterati of conservative twitter are all saying are all like don't run trump stay away they were mad about the ron de sanctimonious nickname they were like not pleased so there's like a lot of consensus there but then when i talk to regular people i feel like they want trump i think it's one Mm -hmm. of these cases again like in 2016 where there's a really big divide between like what people kind of who are the talking heads and the pundits and running the party and everywhere like that are saying that we need and what actual people are getting ready to vote for. Of course, the field's not as divided this year too, but I don't know. I'm feeling a 2016 redux coming on. I don't know about you. And I don't love it because I really do like DeSantis better. And so like, this was the conversation that I had. Trish says she doesn't want Trump to run in the chat. Morgan's a DeSantis person. Yeah. I, for me, the biggest thing is that like Trump enabled some of the worst people in the like quote deep state. And you know, he, he put, he put Chris Ray in there. He, he, enabled Pompeo like I mean these are Pompeo is probably going to run too by the way I I think my list so far of people that I definitely think are in it right now are um I think Trump I think Pence I think DeSantis and Pompeo are all in it I don't know if anyone else is feeling like they are going to have the guts to get in there with Trump in there I I think that you moved your camera and now you're like really close up I am I didn't move my camera well, you changed where you're sitting or something. No, I changed the lighting. I wonder if it adjusts depending on the lighting. I've changed the oh, lighting. Okay. I moved the light closer to me, and now it's darker. Okay. Well, anyway, do you? is there anyone else that you think is going to get in so far? Um... I'm seeing a lot of DeSantis in the chat. Mark says, why not Trump DeSantis? I don't think either Trump or DeSantis wants is. Wants to be that close to the other. I think I, I think they are oil and water. Personally, I don't know. Um, but, but I mean, I, I, I'm DeSantis is a better candidate. He's better. He's got yeah. a better story. He's more palatable. He's done an excellent job in Florida. He's he didn't do pull the crap after the election. He was. I'm uh, DeSantis is better. And I just want him. Although there was a time a couple of. There was a time yesterday where I was thinking about the Biden presidency and then the Trump presidency, and for I did wonder, like, was it possible? So my very pro-Trump okay, relative was right saying, "Okay, go ahead. Say is it what's it what possible, honey? Go ahead." No, I I did wonder to myself, is it possible that Trump was a great president? And maybe he may have been. I mean, if you just simply looked at the you know the proof is in the eating of the pudding or whatever it is, proof of the pudding. The is proof in the of eating. the pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have the Ukraine problem. 
the economy right. was fantastic. He was a pro business president. I can't, I can't, I I cannot believe that that he would have allowed these health officials to carry on much longer with this crap. Yeah, but that's part of the point, isn't it? That's what the primary is going to be about. Is Ron DeSantis is going to say, you let these health officials shut down the country. You let them continue to hand out advice that led to all these other states being shut down. I did the right thing in Florida. I had the guts to go against the health officials and you didn't. You came out with this vaccine and pushed it and said it was the most wonderful thing since sliced bread. And you pushed it on people, which ended up meaning that there were mandates and all these things. Even though like, even though Trump was never pro-mandate, he's going to stick Trump with the vaccine, which he knows does not go well in conservative circles, right? Because the mandates and everything else have left a bad taste in people's mouth and it's become so much less effective over time with the other variants and stuff. You know, so. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, Morgan saying he was a great president, but not a fan of his vaccine stuff, though. I think that's going to be a big issue. I think Fauci is going to be a big issue. The health bureaucrats is going to be a big issue. The fact that he didn't, that, that I think Ron DeSantis is going to say, when people needed you to stand up against the gov- big government federal bureaucracy, you didn't and I did. And I think that is ultimately the case that Ron DeSantis is going to go out there and try and make. And I don't I don't know what answer Trump has for that, to be honest, because I mean, that's well, like, I mean, like my but- relative who's very pro-Trump is very anti-vaccine and very anti-health bureaucracy and all these stuff. Trish also says Trump will be very old. That's also true. Although- that's what he can use. That's what DeSantis can use. Yeah, but I think people ultimately like don't care about age if they like you at, at the end of the day. I'm hearing like Trump Lake ticket. Yeah, well. floated. I mean, like that's a that's because then you then you cut back on the old factor because people love Carrie Lake and she's not old, so you know it, that that helps mitigate that a lot. And I I still think that the um, I, st- I still think that the Carrie health. Lake? What's that? Will people love Carrie Lake once the media gets done with her? I mean, I it's essentially I it's essentially having two Trumps on the same ticket. Yeah, but I mean, I think she's better than Trump in a lot of ways. She looks better, and she's she's in some ways like a more powerful speaker. She doesn't, I don't think, necessarily have the genius Trump has for like his like kind of humor and stuff that he has. Um, 
and being spot she on. Might with actually, his- when she was said the thing about um, Hillary Clinton last week, because Hillary. Mm-hmm criticized her and she said uh, Carrie Lake said I just want everybody to know that I'm not I don't have any suicidal thoughts and my yeah I just had my brakes checked and they're fine that's pretty funny yeah but I don't know if it's tr- I mean Trump's a really funny guy Trish and Morgan are agreeing in the chat that they wanted to Santa's Lake ticket I think Lake is gonna be with Trump though in the primary I'm pretty sure I, because they're pretty tight I think based on the Arizona race. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how things shake down. And if like Pence and Pompeo are in there breaking up the non-Trump vote, I think you could see a redo of 2016. But I think we're going to know soon because I think Trump cannot wait to announce and he's going to announce like any second. (sighs) Well, I mean, I decided to call it today. Ask me like what I vote for him. And obviously if it's against the wacko Democrat, I don't know any moderate Democrats. And yes, I would have to. I mean, of course. Uh, yeah, I just like you know, DeSantis is a candidate that and that that I've I'm just excited about because he's yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> totally. And I had so my Trump relative was like, oh, but DeSantis doesn't have the charisma that Trump has, and I was like, tell that to people in Florida because the people in Florida love him, mm-hmm. love him, love him, love him. So I mean, I I think charisma can come in a lot of forms and he's his might not be the same as trump's but it it does um it does i think he does have it people like things about him and he he is personable and he is funny and everything so i have a question for you yes what does what happens Mm -hmm. if the democrats get blown out republicans take 54 seats in the Senate and what, 225 is it in the House? I think they could get up to like 240 possibly. 240 in the House and lose all sorts of municipal races around the country and governorships, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What, what happens? Ha- yeah, what happens? Because, it, I mean, it, it, there's J- James Carville may get the message, but progressives under 40 don't. Uh, I mean, this is an ideological... Well, right, and the people within the party who are going to lose those races are going to be the ones in moderate The reasonable districts. ones. So those are going to be the moderate Democrats, yeah, the people Spanberg who are in swing. Right, and and she might win, I don't know. But um, but yeah, it will be the people in those districts who are most vulnerable. Nancy Pelosi's not going anywhere. AOC's not going anywhere. They're still going to be in Congress. So the it, that's going to push the Democratic Party further to the left, I think, at this point. That being said, like... It is going to like cut things off a little bit, but I think there has to be an appetite. Like we heard Scott Brown say this on CNN the other day, like there has to be a political appetite to stop with the huge spending. I mean, like, and and I don't know how politically popular that's going to be, but the Republicans have to have some political guts here and just do it because the economy is not going to get better and inflation is not going to get better unless they cut back on some of the spending. Like, we get it. The government shut things down and they had to hand out like emergency money because they literally wouldn't let people go to work, which was wrong in the first place. But anyway, 
you know, it is what it is at this point. But like, I just saw some poll and I'm not going to be able to find it now, but saying that like, there's huge support, like something over 60% for like more stimulus checks to help with inflation, which oh just God. tells me that like, oh the, the messaging has not been good so far. And like, if that's what people think is going to work to help inflation, and, it, and it, like, if... If anybody's dumb enough to try more spending, like it, it's only going to make this worse. And it, this is going to continue to be bad because it, like you heard Biden say about the Inflation Reduction Act, you'll hear him go out and do these stump speeches and people will say like, well, why isn't it working? And he's like, oh, it goes into effect next year. All the new tax credits on green energy stuff and all this stuff goes into next year. Yeah. I mean, like, well, first of all, obviously it doesn't help me buy groceries that you're giving me a discount on solar panels. But I mean, like, but whatever, that's fine. Just leave that where it is. But then on top of that, that does push more money into the economy that then becomes more inflationary, whether it's driving up demand for like the stuff to make solar panels and creating like false scarcity in that market or whatever it is. Like you're going to continue to drive inflation the more you pump this money into the economy. There's just not a way around it. This is money supply driven. This is, sorry, it's demand driven inflation because we keep pumping money into the money supply. It's not like this isn't a supply side problem with the ports anymore or anything like that. I'm in Long Beach right right now, actually. And there there were some ships out there, but not that many. So, Well, um, they are still having that problem in Long Beach and LA. Yeah. And that's Um, it. You know what? The problem is, is that this administration, when they got in, decided to f around with really wokey boutique things in a time of, of an emergency and they did that and they also absolutely hoard themselves out to the teachers unions and and embrace just the just wacko energy policy it was just a, and then like did the other thing like the, the people have a right to be really bothered by Buttigieg going on paternity leave during the crisis. Yeah, yeah that was right too. And on a, and a secret paternity leave too. It's right. not like he went on paternity leave and it was like, I'm going, this other person's in charge now, like normal people do when they go on paternity leave. Like when I have been in companies where I went on maternity leave and my responsibilities were given to other people and I like put up an out of office message so that if somebody tried to email me, like, people knew who to contact at my job. My job didn't just like pretend like I was still there and let people keep emailing me thinking they were going to get a response. Right. It's so absurd. And also, yeah, well, yeah, this is, a- it's a Newsweek poll. It's a Newsweek poll. 63% uh, of uh, eligible U.S. voters expressed support for federal inflation relief checks being distributed. 42% <laughs> strongly agree and 21% just agree. Only 18% disagree. So do, that's do people not understand this no, nope, they don't understand this. They just want to get sent a check. They don't understand this. So. Well, I mean, in a sense, I mean, the, the problem is, of course, you're just destroying the value of the dollar. But, you know, you've got a president right now who's giving people who went to college Ten. relief checks. Right. Which is the grossest thing I've ever heard. You know, you get a yeah. reward. For being the most privileged people in the country? It's like, okay, all right. I don't know. What what even is that message? Who is that, too? It's freaking nuts. Nuts. 
Yeah, it's all terrible policy all the way down. So like I say, if that's true, if that 63% of the people think the government needs to send them a check to help with inflation, then, you know, the Republicans that get in there are going to have to have some political guts. And I don't know that they have it that. I mean, do you think they do? I'm not inspired by Kevin McCarthy. Do you think that the Republicans that are going to get voted in are going to have the cojones to say the spending stops? We're not sending you checks. We're not passing any more big, fat pork bills. And like, if that means that we don't pass anything while Biden's president, then so be it. We cannot get anything done all day long around here and, and, you know, let things readjust, which is going to be painful. It is. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go over. And I, I don't know that that will be popular governance, but eventually if that's what the economy is going to need to recover, because what's happening right now, where we just keep spending more money and then the Fed keeps raising interest rates more, but not enough to like actually stop the inflation, like chasing the spending that they're doing, because they don't really believe it's as bad a problem as it is until it's too late. Like th- this is just absolutely the worst vicious cycle that they could be in right now. Well, w- w- what about uh, Ukraine spending? I mean, that's a problem too, although it's not it is huge, but it's not necessarily on the scale of like what it would be to send relief checks again. <laughs> well, we'll you see. Know, t- we'll see. Hopefully it's not. Could be uh, years long. And I don't really have a a an answer for that. Because I think it is probably a good thing to degrade Putin and his army. Nobody appears to be too compelled to put a bolt in his head. So so maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I'm but, not and a big actually, Putin fan it, it, for it, sure, it appears, but Zelensky also sucks. So yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what the answer is over there, <clears throat> but I know that it, I know that there appears to be softening from some quarters, especially Europe, on the issue of whether Ukraine should start some peace talks here. Yeah, because which is probably ultimately where everybody's going to need to end up at some point, even if it's like not where we want to be. Um, but yeah, I, like another thing that didn't happen when Trump was in office. So we everybody can thank Biden for that. He can blame Putin all day long. Yeah. But like, who empowered Putin? Who showed Putin that you don't have to worry about what the United States is going to do about it? But yeah, that. And then I think so. Like between the the, the like foreign wars stuff, the economy, immigration. Um, on which both Trump and DeSantis are good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in my conversation last night um, with my Trumpy relative. He was saying that he didn't like the Martha's Vineyard stunt, that DeSantis should have put them on the plane and sent them back to Venezuela. Mm, I like the Martha's Vineyard stunt very he much. Said, he said, like, why are we doing that? Why are we just calling out their hypocrisy and sending more illegal immigrants into the country he's like send them home and i was like well that's illegal and he was like democratic governors do illegal stuff all the time yeah they ignore the federal government all the time why do we have to like work around and play like no that's illegal we can't do it like i mean i i appreciate the argument but i it's an interesting point but i I think they're both good on immigration i thought the martha's vineyard stuff was good i don't know and then you know of course there's the crime thing which is a huge, huge issue. Oh yeah. Um, back in the lovely city of Melrose. Oh yes. Where 
we can't afford to live actually because it's too nice for us. Um, there was a big shooting in um, what one former mayor used to call Crack Corner, mm-hmm. area near the train station. That was um, he didn't call that publicly, just uh, on the side. We're not saying it's a he. So it could be any mayor. Mm-hmm. Has Melrose ever had? Oh, they haven't had an elected female mayor, but I suppose it could have been the one who was the interim mayor. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, they- it's, it's, a, it's a Melrose. Obviously, the town wants to be very, very woke, and they spent you know, uh, you know, a million dollars doing a, a uh, an investigation into why the display sign said "All Lives Matter" because that was somehow offensive a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were very upset, and they they happened to see the police chief had somewhere, like in his office, there was something with a thin blue line flag on it, and they all freaked Uh out. There was a big investigation into that. So they're super, like, anti-police, all this stuff, and then there's, like, right downtown, right by the train station where everybody goes every day, there was a big shooting. (laughs) Morgan says Chasson was chest feeding. (laughs) Of course he was. Of course he was. But, um... But yeah, and then like the comments are like, we pay so much to live in this town. Everyone knows this area has a huge problem. We've been plagued with open drug deals. This is a direct quote. We've been plagued with open drug deals near this duplex for years. I'll bet the shooting was drug related. Somebody else goes, it would be amazing if the Melrose police took the issue more seriously. Let's hope this spurs them into action. How much you want to bet these same people wanted to defund this police department like eight months ago? I can't. It's so absurd. Somebody else goes, it's so asinine that communities as wealthy as Melrose allow this to take place. $759,000 for a starter home and you get to deal with things like this right down the street. Unreal. Like, we bought an expensive house, so now you have to do, like, broken windows policing. We were for Black Lives Matter. But they're the same. I mean, like, even before somebody got shot, they were like this about, like, every crosswalk. Mm-hmm. I want a police detail on this crosswalk right away. I'm like, you're aware that most of these Black Lives Matter things start off as, like, simple traffic stops for, like, a nothing thing, and then something goes wrong, right? Like, why do you want the police making more traffic right. stops? Should we do the chat chat? Yeah, I guess we should skip over to the chat chat. Hey there, Tom. This is uh, Pappy. I, I was watching that Dale Woods series uh, coverage on Ballstool, and I seen uh, the really tall black lady named Tico Texas. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if uh, that's uh, uh, one of them there, uh, what are they called nowadays, uh, transistors. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that was. Uh, I, I don't know. But I think I saw her. I think I know who you mean. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. I've uh, been dusting uh, my mantle and making room on my mantle for uh, my upcoming uh, Emmy Award for the uh, Shat Chat. Oh, very nice. We'll see. That's good. That's great. Getting some Mother Bear's Pizza. Ooh, Mother Bear's Pizza. Are you familiar with Alice? No. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You want to play? You want to please Daddy Government, don't you? That's it. Oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe we hey, should Tom, Hey, Alice. Hey. This is Al. Hey, Al. Uh, we met in Hi, the very point you were eating dinner, minding your own business, and I no. rudely interrupted you. That was great, Al. Hey, it was great. So, I just want to make a quick Keith comment. Keith McLaren was with us. He was very impressed, Al. You made me look good. That's excellent. Show. Um, Tom, at the about two-minute mark on Sunday's show, which you recorded Saturday, which I was listening to on Monday, mm-hmm. um, you started talking or teasing Kerry Lake's story. And I, I want to just give you props because 
you actually said her name 473 times and did not mention anything about her until about the 30-minute mark. Um, so that was, a, I mean, exciting, exciting piece of podcasting. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat. And I actually started it on Sunday, but truthfully got a bit tired and figured I would wrap it up on Monday. So probably smart. Anyways, enjoy the show. Thanks, and, Sal. Um, let's go red tomorrow. Bye. Here, here. Absolutely with you. Yeah, that is. Um, I think the story, the, the Carrie Lake was thing was just that uh, quote of hers. Um, that was. Uh, what was it? Here it is. Hold on. I think it was just this. We played this. These guys are just full of terrible ideas. Let me list a few of them. It's terrible. Defunding our police. How do they come up with this stuff? Open borders. Censorship. Racist curriculum. Masking our beautiful children. I can't take that one. That one just puts me on. Yeah, it was the masking our beautiful children thing, which I thought was especially good. Um, just a poignant way to say it. The Is music. that the exit music? That's the exit movement music. Cal. I can't really hear it through the Zoom. I just hear a smidge of it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for your patience with getting set up as I got off the plane and Tom updated his Zoom app and everything else. People who are waiting in the live stream. It's great to be here and talking to you. Hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow for election night. Very exciting. And like Tom said, he's going to be doing coverage 7 p.m. to midnight on WTIC, so you can hear him there as well. Uh, thank you so much and let's all get excited for tomorrow. Here, here. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.